Let us pray. Most loving and gracious God, we give you thanks and praise for this day. We pray that your Holy Spirit would open our hearts to hear your voice. Lord, may your word be spoken and your word received. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. In this parable today, we see the very example of what Jesus is talking about as he says, the Son of Man came to seek out and to save the lost. And we have this encounter that Jesus has with Zacchaeus as Jesus enters Jericho, this chief tax collector, so he's like the head of the bad guys, essentially. The chief tax collector has, uh, wants to see Jesus. It's essentially all he wants to do is kind of see who this guy is that people are, are talking about. He wants to be there uh, to see the action of the parade when he comes through. And so he climbs this tree just to get a view of Jesus passing by. And in the midst of all of this, Jesus stops and says to him, Hurry and come down, for I must stay at your house today. And that's important for us to recognize because if Zacchaeus is the chief bad guy and he's up in the tree, he's not asked for anything the text doesn't say the purpose of him going up the tree was to be able to scream to Jesus because he wanted to uh, repent or any of these kind of things. He just wants to see. And Jesus stops and says, I'm going to your house. And that should sound somewhat scandalous to us and I'm sure probably people's feathers were all ruffled that all these people are around presumably as Jesus comes through the town and Jesus says I'm going to go to the worst guy's house and somebody's probably thinking hey well what about us we're the good ones why are you going to go hang out with that jerk nobody likes him anyway but Jesus says come down here and, as the text says, all who saw it began to grumble. They didn't like it. He went to be with a sinner. And Zacchaeus then says, Look, half of my possessions I will give to the poor. If I've defrauded anyone of anything, I will pay it back four times as much. And Jesus says, today salvation has come to this house. And there's an order of events in this encounter that I think is vitally important for us to understand. Because what has happened is Zacchaeus was invited into an encounter with Jesus by Jesus, who picked to be in Jericho, who picked him... And then in this encounter, Zacchaeus has an experience of the love of Jesus. 
And because of the grace of God shown him through Jesus, then he's brought to a place where we hear those words of repentance. Half of my possessions I will give. If I've defrauded anyone, I will pay back. But notice the text does not say he did all of those things first, climbed the tree, and then screamed down to Jesus, Hey, I did all of these great things. Look. And that may seem minor, but I think understanding the order of how this encounter works is very important for us individually, and it's important for how we talk about uh, God to people who we encounter. Because many times the message of the church can sound like we're saying, well, repent. So get your life all together, and then when it's all together, come and present it to Jesus on a platter wrapped in a bow and say, look, I've done it. My life is all in order and now God will forgive you and you can receive his mercy and grace. When in fact the order is the exact opposite. Jesus comes for us first. Jesus draws near to us and offers his love, his mercy, his grace, his forgiveness and then Having had that encounter and received it, now we're able to enter a place of repentance. Now we're able, without shame or fear, to lay our lives before Jesus. Then the Holy Spirit shows us those places in need of transformation. But without that encounter of God's love through Jesus, uh, nobody just repents out of thin air. It only happens because we know God's love, then we see where we've fallen short, and then we can repent. If we don't know the love of God in Christ, then most often we won't know the need for repentance. You know, I was at Bible study with some uh, other priests this week, as I do every week, and the image that came to mind uh, to me as we were talking about this is, well, You have to know that you're drowning in order to see the benefit of the lifeboat. If you don't know you're drowning and a lifeboat comes, you just think, hey, isn't that a nice boat? And it sails on by. You have to know you're in distress to take help. If we just offer you help and you don't know you're in distress, nobody sees the point of having help if you think you're fine. You know, that's where this order of events is so important because it's God who moves first, not us. It's God who draws to us when we're running away. It's God who offers forgiveness and grace to us before we've even thought about repenting, before we even perhaps recognize we're off course. And then in that encounter, our eyes are open, our heart is open, our mind is open to understanding the things that Jesus is trying to say. And so today I hope that we'll give thanks to God that he is the one coming after us, as Jesus says. The Son of Man came to seek out and to save the lost. It doesn't say the Son of Man came to sit here and wait for the wayward people to figure out all of their errors and then to come back groveling, presenting to them all the ways their life is now perfect and transformed. That's not what it says. It says Jesus comes to seek us out, 
and to save us and rescue us. And that's the good news of the gospel. That's the message the rest of the world needs to hear. That God's not waiting for them to get their life perfect. God is drawing close to them. And in that encounter of love and mercy and grace and not judgment and condemnation and death, then they're changed and transformed. Then we are changed and transformed. And so I think with thankful hearts, we come before God today thanking God continuously that God draws close to us, that God seeks after us, and then experiencing the love of God, experiencing the forgiveness of Christ. Without shame or fear, we can lay ourselves bare before the Lord, trusting in His continual mercy, His love, and His grace. Let us pray. Most loving and gracious God, we thank you for the gift of your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. We thank you that he comes to seek us out and to save us. Even before we know that we're lost or in need of rescue. We thank you for your love, your mercy, and your grace poured out upon us through Jesus. And having experienced that love, we pray that the Holy Spirit will show us any places in our lives in need of continued transformation, and that we would surrender them to you, Lord, as you work in our lives. Continue to shape us into your image and likeness, that our lives would be lived to your honor and glory. And we make this prayer through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen.